0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we are talking about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram, you know, wherever you're getting a good book, we're going to talk about it. Uh, I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Bridget and Hilda. Hi. You know who we are, friends. You know what we're going to talk about. But we have to address something very that I feel very strongly about, which is this book series. (laughs) Because I said last time, and I stand by That this is the book that we are all, we, the collective book talkers, bookstagrammers of the world, are sleeping on. And I think we saw, I don't know, like not a lot of people talking about it, but enough heavy hitters to say we should probably add this if they're thinking this is really good. And if you're wondering what series we're talking about, we are still talking about the Witch Collector series. We're talking book two, The City of Ruin.
1: It's the Witch Walker. No, yeah. Witch Walker series. It's
0: the Witch Walker
2: series.
1: Witch okay. Collector is the first, <laughs> the first one, first which book. is very confusing because it's a lot of witch and a lot of All W, right, w afterwards.
0: So if you're wondering what book we're talking about, we are still talking about the Witch Walker series. We're talking book two, The City of Ruin. And I came off the bat last book. Last book, I said this is maybe a hot take, but I feel very strongly that this is giving me Akatar vibes. Uh, as in, I think this is the one where if you're going to say if you like this book you will like this book this is the truest comparison in my opinion also was a hot take i think we all agreed upon that book one was better than the witch collector was better than book one of fourth wing
1: 100 mm-hmm. percent.
0: no take backsies we're not taking it back we said what we said please don't come for us but we will defend if you do, because I really feel strongly friends, listeners, people, this is the book. Heed our call. Go download this on your Kindles. Go buy it wherever you're getting a book. To me, this is the one to read this year. What do you guys think? It's on sale until 710,
1: <laughs> which will be, you know, in the past. Look, well, guys, you know I'm multitasking every single time I do something for the podcast. So you're lucky I even put a story up there.
0: But it was on sale until it is on sale until 910. 9, 10, right? Which think?
1: will be after this episode goes live. Or before oh. this episode goes live. So Sorry. reverse, reverse.
0: So what do you guys think? You guys are you a strong believer Samai?
1: I? So obviously 100 percent better than Fourth Wing. I think it's even better than the serpent whatever's the, the crowns, of crowns of Nyaxia? crowns of Nyaxia. i, I think it's better than that uh-huh. as well i felt both of those series lacking i thought crowns of Nyaxia gave me what i expected it to get from it i didn't have high expectations for it i knew it was going to be mid-level for me probably like a 3.5 star i knew that going in this one i had no expectations because i really didn't know anything about it you guys just said hey we're reading this and i was like Okay, thumbs up. <laughs> let's go. And I'm so happy I did not know anything about this book because it just gets better and better and yes. better. Like, woo. It like you guys know I'm very picky with my men on my wide shoes and for me to consider putting Alexis on my wide shoes even as an alternate means that like he's finally giving what I needed him to give and
0: yes, I just think- kiss all around. <laughs> I think he is also, I think he may make the list. Now I have to go back and reevaluate, but he is, he's on it. I just don't know who got the boot. That's, what, that's what my problem is.
1: I don't know who I'm kicking off the list yet, but I know he's definitely in the lineup. Like next up, whoever gets booted, he goes in and we're solid.
0: Yeah. We got and an injury on the team. He's in. Out,
1: and he's in. And also, I really love Reyna. Yes. At no point has Reyna ever annoyed the fuck out of me like all the other ones have. The side characters are good. I love her sister. I love Hell. Ronan, who turns out to be like the witty sidekick, love him and his comedic relief throughout the series. Like, holy shit. Go read this book. Go purchase it. Go read the first one. Go read the second one. Join us for the third one and wait with us for the fourth one.
0: The third one – comes out, well actually I think the next one is a novella Yep. Yes. The Witch The Wolf, the and, the wolf witch. and the Witch mm-hmm. Yes And then Which I the... wonder who
1: that's going to be about
0: yeah. Oh my All god right. I cannot wait And then we have Book 4 is supposed to come out in
2: November so We find... originally considered doing it at the beginning of 2023 but I think I'm going to I'm sorry 2024, 2024 but I think I'm going to change the schedule Yeah oh, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. needs to get bumped up this We're is getting bumped
0: up. up. I was just like, where is it? I know it's November, but I don't see it on our list. Why? It was oh going to be the first book of 2024.
1: In the but, ending mm. of this book, did anyone guess that was going to happen? No.
0: No.
2: Well, once it happened, I realized what had happened. Yeah. The clues like
1: fell into place. You're like, oh, the foreshadowing was there. Yep. However, I was expecting her to like do something similar, but not to that extent. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God.
0: So before we get into too many spoilers, Hilda, do you have any thoughts, initial thoughts on this?
2: I honestly was a little bit scared to start the series, or not start the series, start this book, because I was like, oh my god, what if it sucks? What if it sucks? What if it's another disappointment? But it was not. It was very, it was very good.
0: It was very good, and it. I was also nervous that we'd have that letdown, because I think we've had some books where we're like, ooh, this is going to be good, and then book two comes along, and we're like, Like, oh we have snagged a little
1: bit. The first like 25% when they were traveling, I was
2: kind of like, oh, oh here we go. I don't know what's going to happen. I do say, though, I disagree with Bridget. Raina did annoy me in this book.
0: Well, well let's get into that. Hold that thought. But Hold that it wasn't thought. like
2: a huge, she's so obnoxious, but she did annoy me.
0: All right, we'll circle back to that because I think the, by the look on Bridget's face, th- them's fighting words. And we're going to have to talk about
1: it. I just want to hear what you have to say. But, you know, Caitlin was like, hold that thought. And you're just like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me say my piece, woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all in to say, we really enjoyed this book. If you, I, and I think from our DMs, we've seen people that are like, oh, I don't know about this one. I don't know about this one. And so it's really interesting to bring something new where it seems like the fan, the book talk Mimi fandom doesn't know about it. Look at us being little trendsetters or jumping on an early trend. Either way. So proud of us. <laughs> Look at us go. So before <laughs> we actually get into the book cover synopsis and all of that, we want to kick off with our shout outs. So let us go over to the Spotify questions of the week's of the weeks because they're all up all the time and at any point you can jump in and answer them the spotify question of the week and also some shout outs for our friends who have left us reviews so let's kick it off so page b answered the question do you think that scene was hot or were you also distracted by the logistics now that scene in question is the two d's one v that we covered in the latest neon gods or the latest dark olympus series cruel seduction and she left a comment. She said, I used to try to figure out the logistics, but now I just ignore it and go with the flow. But yeah, she definitely should have been sore because again, 2Ds, 1B. You're not just jumping up out of bed like a spring chicken.
2: <laughs> I've never seen a spring chicken jump out of bed, but
0: <laughs> it was her. She just did not care in the world. Next question was uh, from Taylor E. She answered the question, who is the bigger villain in the Crowns of Nyaxia series? septimus or Nyaxia? she says Nyaxia for sure septimus is desperate and his people are suffering is he a villain sure but Nyaxia is a right old bitch <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong taylor you're not wrong 10 out of 10 agree completely <laughs> she also asked answered the question what did you think about this episode we were talking about akatar book one she said y'all are my bookish support group going back to answer questions on a road trip this episode is my first with you ladies and so, so, so good. Y'all are amazing. Keep doing the Lord's work. We say in Thucys' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I also want to give a shout out to Katie Sorry. R.
2: Do we need to make merch bracelets? WWTD. Yes. <laughs> what, would, <laughs> what would they sue?
1: The little friendship bracelets. Yes. We can get a church. Shirt.
0: A mm-hmm. tri- like a,
1: not a church, a band shirt for it too.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. Katie R. also answered the question, what is the main reason that Dane sucks so much? Because he's a blonde male or because he's an insecure wannabe? Now, Dane, we're referring to fourth wing, and she simply put it, insecure wannabe.
1: With frosted blonde tips, may we add. What a jerk. Fuck that guy.
0: I don't know if he's fucked that guy for me. Yeah, no, he is. He is. I had to think back. I'm like, no, yeah, he is. Also want to give a shout out to Macy is happy. She answered the question after this book, do you think that Tamlin deserves a redemption arc? Now that would have been from our Akatar series. She says he does. He badly needs to work on his own struggles, which seems to be a lot first before he can get his own mate arc. Add that to the groveling he has to do after all that was said in Akawar. I Macy, you're making me happy because that's exactly how I feel.
1: Yeah. Especially all the things he tried to say during the meeting with the high lords. Ugh, just like Low low Tamlin.
0: I could go on about Tamlin's assholeness all day. So thank you guys for jumping over to Spotify and asking the questions. Hilda puts them up every time an episode drops. We'd love to hear from you guys. Love to talk about it on the podcast and see what your thoughts and feelings are on these books. Also, want to give three friends some shout-outs on Apple Podcasts that took the time to leave us a rating and review. I know we ask every episode, so sorry to keep asking, but every time you guys leave us a rating and review, it really helps us grow our following, get in front of more friends that we can talk to the books about, and get great recommendations from you guys in our DMs. So, and it makes me happy. And it makes Hilda happy. It makes all of us happy. It satisfies her... Leo Moon. moon. I was gonna say Leo Moon, but I'm like, am I just inserting my own signs into this? (laughs) I don't remember now. I think by
1: association, I also have a Leo Moon now because Hilda has a Leo Moon, and I don't. I know that's not how it works, but I'm just gonna say you validate my Leo Moon as well.
2: I need
0: enough validation for all of us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So huge thank you to use. One, zero, two, three. She said, we crack her up and we're her new favorite book podcast. She loves listening to us. We love that you love listening to us. (laughs) Thank you, Yus. Also, we heard from Robin B. She says she always laughs out loud (laughs) while listening to our episodes at work and she's convinced her coworkers think she's crazy. (laughs) I'm sure they don't. I think they just think, my gosh, what a great podcast she's listening to.
1: Like, no wonder she's so happy all the time. Right. I'm a little concerned that they're listening to this at work,
0: but you do you. You do you, girl. No one's got to know. As long as you're having it read out loud to you in your cubicle, for everyone to hear pussy, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, headphones on. It's a Headphones bus. on. No children in the car. You, these are the rules. Last shout out is to PRM27 on Apple Podcast. She left a review and said, if her friends read Smutty Romance, we are what they would sound like. She loves listening to us. We really crack her up. We're glad because we crack ourselves up. So I'm glad you also enjoy our merriment. It's always
1: reassuring when other people think we're funny because I'm like,
0: huh, I just thought we were, you know, humoring ourselves.
1: So we're humoring everyone. Humoring
0: our own moons. (laughs) All right, guys. Let's get into this book that we are so proudly and enthusiastically recommending. Again, City of Ruin. I'm going to go ahead and issue the spoiler warnings right now, here and now. I'm going to go over the book cover synopsis, which is not too spoilery, but we're going to quickly follow up to that with our thoughts and feelings where we will be talking about certain plot points that are revealed. So if you're listening to this episode because you are a loyal listener and you're like, I would like to read this book, stop now. We'll be back. We'll hear, We'll be here when you get back. And I promise you we read this in a week and it was a wonderful week of reading. <laughs> so we'll be here when you get back. But if you don't want to be spoiled, you don't want to know what's happened. Tread no further. Press pause. We'll come back and see us later. Let's get into the book cover synopsis. So, on the n- the night the prince of the east raised her village, Reyna Bloodgood's life changed forever. Forced into someone else's war and into the arms of the witch collector. How do we say his last name? Alexis Tibalt. Tibalt.
2: Okay, I was doing I a Thibault.
1: I've heard Alexis Tibalt.
2: <laughs> I've heard so it. Fucking no. no.
0: Why do i, I don't know you answered yeah. me <laughs> like what th- you said it so like confidently proudly. yeah she said it's so confidently like i've researched this one i studied uh, for this
2: the new Thesus. news um i've heard it i've heard it's thebo thebo thebo, thebo. Like, oh, the a-u-l-t is silent because <laughs> yeah because french
0: okay I so guess, i
2: don't know english i think the
1: audiobook had it as like the
0: Okay, well, you know, she's back into the arms of the witch collector Alexis Thebalt. T T, <laughs> uh, Mr. T.
1: You know, the man has so many other names. Like, why are we hung up on his last name? I, I can't don't even know. pronounce
0: other names too, but it's fine. Listen, he's Alexis. That's all we need to know. Rena discovered that everything she believed was wrong, and that she was capable of far more than anyone imagined. Now, the Prince of the East has taken the Frost King as a pawn in his war against the Summerlands, causing Alexis's life to hang in the balance. To, th- to thwart the prince's endgame and prevent Tiryn, what's her saying? It okay. And to prevent Tirithin, and to prevent the Tirisin Empire from returning to the Age of Gods, Reyna, Alexis, and a band of Northern Lords race against the sands of time to reach a mythical desert land where the a merciless assassins lurk around every corner. In the midst of tragedy, Reyna and Alexis fight to stay together and alive. All why a nefarious presence follows them straight to the jeweled gates of the Summerland Queen's Citadel, the City of Ruin. With much to fear, it's the terror of a past she can't remember that Raina cannot cast from her dreams. A past that is determined to find her one way or another. Okay. Yes. So we have set the stage. We know what's at stake for these – our – our merry crew, our Scooby gang, as we like to say, we kicked off earlier with some thoughts. And I'm pretty sure we've kind of said our piece. We don't have to go in again how great we love this book. But who wants to kick us off with some additional thoughts after, after finishing this? And I do want to add, I remembered my plot point from earlier that just escaped my brain. But I think this is the first time in a long time that the three of us have basically been on par with a reading schedule for us to we were within like 20 percentage points of us reading this all together. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool for us to be in it and be like, oh, did you get to that part? Oh, my God, you got to that part. Ah, oh, what did you think about this? And we were putting – updating our notes as we read it in real time and commenting on each other's thoughts. We're like, eh, gross. Can you believe that happened? And like putting our predictions. So it was really a fun way to experience this book. And generally when we read like one person finishes before the other and then – one of us is a scra- straggler, <laughs> so it was cool that we were all in the same timeline for this and so thoroughly invested. Well, I uh, will
1: say that's great, except for like when I went in there to put in my notes, I saw a spoiler for something else, and I was like,
0: ugh, uh. but that sucks. <laughs>
2: um, so I did want to mention an editorial note I think I forgot to mention last week. Alexis and Colden's lives are intertwined, so if Colden dies, Alexis dies, and vice versa. It really adds to the stakes here. Yeah, there's there's a lot of intertwining and a lot of like related people. Mm-hmm. I will say it was a little bit hard to keep track of all of that. Let me see. What else? The sexy time scenes were really good. Even the sexy time scenes that were not sexy, full sexy time scenes. Uh, if you can get hot and steamy without
1: inserting the D in the V, I appreciate it because that takes
0: some good craftsmanship. It does. Good craftsmanship. It was good. Those were steamy. And he does have a filthy mouth. Which you know he loves.
1: Which I do appreciate because, you know, she's not able to speak and then he capitalizes on that. And I think it's a a lovely little balance that they have.
0: Yes. I'm glad you put into words what makes that work so well. Not that your mouth doesn't work well, but it just really is the icing on the cake for those scenes.
1: Well, um, I don't think – we haven't really talked about it before, but I do love that this book, the entire series, because I noticed it in the last book as well. And I didn't bring it up because I was like, nah, we'll see what happens in the second book. But her characters are very diverse.
0: Yes, they are. We get
1: a little bit of everybody. Um, we get a little bit of different pronouns as well. I just really enjoyed it. I like that it was just written seamlessly in there. And I think for like an average reader, you probably wouldn't pick up with it unless you're always looking for a diverse fantasy read I was very happy with it
0: very happy because it wasn't so heavily handed that they wanted us to know that they were Mm -hmm. putting this in there where I feel sometimes a Katie Robert book why we love her for a quick wham bam thank you ma'am she does include the diversity but sometimes it's very intentionally written and spelled out for you right and
1: my problem with her books was I think the first two books that I read with her there wasn't any at all and then suddenly by like the third book it was just like word vomit here, word vomit there, word vomit, like it just kept coming up and up. And like, that's fine. Like you're the author, you write what you want to write. But I just like, it gave me a bad taste in my mouth a little bit because I was like, you didn't care to put it in the first two books. Suddenly everyone starts saying something. You're like, oh my God, now it's overdone. Like if it's in your storyline, it's in your storyline. If it's in your world, the way you created it initially, that's how it is. Like if you're going to backtrack, don't like overdo it, you know?
2: Speaking of diversity – We learn in this book that Colden and the Prince of the East hooked up in the past. This is the same Colden who apparently was also hooking up with Nepheli. So Nepheli drops in this book. She's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's like a casual thing. We love each other, but there's always been other people. Hell, yeah, there's always been other people. Colden's getting around. Nepheli's getting around. I thought that was interesting because I thought at first it was like, oh, they were together. Right. And then we know he has a thing with, like, Fira – Fia, sorry, not Fira. With Fia, so I was like, damn, Colton, for the Frost King. He gets around. There's He's, there there's some pun in bed there about frosty. heat. Yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> His bed is well warmed. Okay, so here's why I struggled with that. Uh, I You know love who you love. Not mad about that. I – the reason why is because Colton is pictured as this, like, beautiful – king of a man that is just like very good looking which was shocking to Rena in the first book because she pictured him as like this old grumpy bearded man and then the way the prince of the east formed in my brain i was like this man embodies rasputin like i was like this is what he looks like he's got a long weird beard he's like creepy and he doesn't know his name he's got like weird gross shadows coming around him so i'm like the two the my brain had a really hard time reconciling that like Holden would find him attractive enough to like be together. Like Chris I... Hemsworth and Rasputin yeah. got together. <laughs> I definitely
1: initially thought like he kind of reminds me of Snape.
0: Yeah. Like he's very like oily and blech. yeah. Uh, so it was that was a bit of a struggle for me. And that's where my initial ick around this is. It's just like, I don't know. You're Rasputin. See, I can't, I can't unsee it. I can't. That was the part it.
1: that. I read in the notes before I got to it, and I was like, oh, shit, spoiler. And I was like, oh. And then I read it, and I was like, oh, my God. I think they're going to be endgame for each other.
0: You think so?
1: Yeah. Because I initially thought that Colden was going to be playing on his feelings for him to be able to manipulate his situation to get out of his prison. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, okay, it's been 30 years. And even he mentions it's like he's thought about him over the years. I was like, wait a second is is this like a he has a savior complex and he wants to save him and he's in love with him? I don't know, but that's my prediction.
0: I, think I did Holden's not see that coming. Die. Did not see that coming that they would be lovers. So that really, when I got to that percentage point, I'm like, this this took a weird turn <laughs> because I did not see it coming. It I- makes me
1: wonder if, because um, now that we know that Colden plays for both teams, if him and Alexis have ever gotten it on.
2: Hmm. I feel like they would have dropped that knowledge. I feel like it's kind of intertwined. Intertwined. like I that'd think that'd be a weird I think like, Colden, me doing me, you know?
1: Everybody does them eventually.
2: Yes. I, I don't think Colden gives like I don't think Colden gives bi vibes. I think he gives pan vibes.
0: Mm, yeah. Like everyone's open game.
2: Yeah. I fall for the person. Yeah. Not the the gender. Gender.
1: Still want to know if Alexis is in there. With them at some point.
0: Maybe, maybe he is. it could be like
1: a Kiernan and Castile type situation Ugh. where they were like semi together and next to each other, but not really. And I'm like,
0: Mm-mm. yeah, I don't want to actually no, there. I think they were together. That's where we landed with that. Okay. Yeah. I, I really don't know how I feel about that, but that's not for here today. That's for the next time we jump on that series to talk about a lot. So my thoughts were the plot, the pa- pacing, and the spice in this book are what makes it chef's kiss, and I am here for it. I love the characters that we've been introduced. I'm not even mad that they're all kind of coupling up because each one has their own little spicy, fiery partnership romance to it.
1: I love that they're coupling
0: up. What are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, you go, girlfriend. You go, boyfriend. Like, you get that. But sometimes it's like, oh, this seems too neat. Everyone's coupling up. Like yeah. Like, it's too it's – too, but this seemed natural in a way and not forced, and I am shipping, and I I cannot wait to see the fiery hot sex that explodes between Nephili – Nephil? Let's say Nephili. Nephili and Neary. Must go ahead and say. Neffley and Neary. Um, also, I did call that. I did call that. It came to me in a dream. So there's a, a reveal. <laughs> I want to hear this. Where? <laughs> I wish it was a – it's not a good story. It's just me like waking up being like, Jorin is Neary. Neary is Jorin. Like I – this is all I had. And then I was like, oh, back to bed. But I I – You see this character kind of go from this grumpy lump of a person who's like really a big curmudgeon. And everyone's like, why are you even here? To very involved with the group, very involved in Nephilim, And almost he goes from zero interest to hard romantic interest in her. And even she's like, what is happening? But also kind of not mad about it. So it was a really interesting dynamic. And I'm like, something is up here. Something is amiss. This man went into the woods, one person, and came back another. I want to say he
1: was still acting a little bit the same, but his banter went from, like, aggravating asshole to, like, now I have, like… Flirting. Flirting like, banter double with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so… But there were certain things that he kept saying here and there, and he kept calling her a witch. And I was like, but when you texted us that in the group, right, I immediately was like, oh my God, yes, I know for a fact, this is probably when it happened. And I think Finn is in on it because both of them came back at the same time. And it was the same night that she summoned him. And I was like, oh my God, if Caitlin thinks this this is it, it has to be. Like, there's two of us now. And then Hilda was like not far behind in the book.
2: Yeah. Once you made that statement, I was like, I think you're right. And the realization
0: came a little while on. It wasn't like my, is Flurry actually Fury? Which then I read like 30 seconds later, yes. I was like, oh, okay. Big reveal, Caitlin.
1: (laughs) Speaking of that, I do truly hate when like we start a new book and it's like a chapter POV for a character we haven't met yet in the first book. That annoys me.
0: Because you're like, who is this? Why do I care about you?
1: Well – so immediately after we finished the last book, I downloaded the second one because I was so excited to get into you know the world of Alexis and Reina. And then I cracked open the book and I was like, "Who the fuck is Ava?" Just kidding. Who the fuck is Flurry, Fury? And then I was like, started reading. I was like, "I'm not interested in her at this time." So I closed the book and it took me a week to come back to it because I was just like, "I don't know if I can get into it with her as the first one." But it, it was very short chapter, and then we dove right in. Yeah, there was, but it
2: does start with me. So we got a lot of POVs in this book because the last book it was just Alexis and Raina, but this book we got Colden, we got the Prince of the East, we got Flurry slash Fury, we got Nephily. obviously Raina, we got Nephily.
1: Did we get a, um, a Helen, a Helena in this book? I don't think so. Well, you got one of her POVs in the last book.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I couldn't remember if it's it was this one or the last one.
1: It was the last one when she was like um bringing back the witch collector she thought he was dead and then he was begging for her to turn back
2: around right but um it wasn't it wasn't hard to keep track of all the povs i think no and each pov distinct.
0: moved the plot forward it wasn't a retelling from that person's eyes mm-hmm. it was just like and the next scene here's how it happened for rena and the next scene here's how it happened for alexis so And you know I hate a do-over rereading from the same thing that's already happened. So this was nice. I enjoyed that.
1: Well, this is how normal books are written. That's just like a, here's a bonus book I'm going to give you, and we're going to retell the entire first story that you read because you guys are a simp for this character, and then turns out we're no longer one for him because you ruined it. You
0: killed it. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, but also not sorry. But we will still read it. You know what I mean. Any other thoughts you guys want to kick off on before we get into the main plot points that happen in this book and the discussions we want to have around that?
1: I know we talked about Joran.
0: Joran slash Neary.
1: Joran slash Neary, but I did not trust that motherfucker for like 99.9% of this book, as well as Finn. And I kind of feel bad talking shit about Finn just because of, you know, how things – Went, you know, there's that whole saying, "Don't tell bad about, the, don't talk ill about the dead." Spoiler, but I fucking hated him. I just wanted to like walk up to him and give him like a bitch slap, like fuck you. I wish
0: when we first, well, we'll get into that part later. We'll we'll talk about it then. But yes, I had very similar feelings where I'm like, meh, you're gone, but are do I miss you? No, no, I
2: actually. Don't think there's a lot to say about Finn. He's an asshole. And he's a dumb motherfucker. Like he's he's stupid. However, I feel like he and Reina made up at the end. So That even was the though, only sad part. I was like, Ugh. even though he died, even though he died, they had made up. I see, I he, don't like, think gave they made her up permission. Because
0: he was but like he shouldn't oh, have here to when give you get permission
1: back
2: He
0: was she was. You I'm know, not on saying a breakup that he phased.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying that he had to give her permission that she needed it, but like he sent he her accepted off. It, yeah. Yes, and he was fine. I will say, the part that annoyed me with Raina was when the rune was broken yeah. or almost destroyed, and then she all of a sudden's like, oh, "But I hated him." The reason that bothered me was because she was already starting to fall for him before he made the rune, so then it made it seem like the rune was the impetus for them to like kind of get together, but that wasn't the case. So I didn't get where, like, her feelings were coming from. And I thought that was kind of out of left field. Let me introduce something to give them conflict. I agree with that. I had, like, a similar thought because I was like, wasn't she falling in love with
1: him before? But then I thought when rune like, was almost removed from her, I was under the impression initially before, you know, it unraveled was she didn't have any of her memories from her time with him. Like, I initially thought she was like sent back in her mind to like the day that was collecting day so she was still harboring those feelings which wasn't necessarily the case like she was able to remember everything but I don't think initially she remembered everything when she woke up because she saw him and then softened and was like I don't want you know it was me.
0: very murky how that worked yeah because early in book one after the ru- or actually late in book one after the rune was originally placed it was very intentionally nephily said it Alexis said it, if you don't want it, we can take it off. Which made it sound like a very easy peasy process. But from what Alexis described when it was removed and then what was done to her, this was actually a very dramatic and traumatic experience to go through. So I'm like did they do it the hard way or did you have some like easy wheezy easy peasy way to get out of this? Because So I
1: feel like when Alexis had his first rune removed, it was from what's the it god's name? So that Thaminos. So Thaminos' daughter is Flurry. Fury, Flurry. 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 And she did the rune bond with Alexis. And when the father found out, he stripped it away from them. And it caused them to forget all the time that they had together. But then they eventually started remembering. And instead of becoming lovers again, they became really close friends. So that's why I thought she was going to lose all of her memories. Because... The rune was being removed from her forcefully. I think if she and Alexis agreed that they were going to remove it themselves, I think it might have been like a little bit better because then that's like mm. your consent, your choice over you and your bonds.
0: I don't I know. See. I make this
1: shit up. I don't know. No,
0: I, that makes perfect sense to me where it's a consensual re- removal versus a forced removal. Makes sense that so that would be traumatic. So you heard us talk about those plot points from PO- and P- POVs from a bunch of people, but let's get into actually the major plot points that we want to talk about that happened in this book and get into the nitty-gritty there, even though we kind of already have. Because you know us, we love a tangent, and we'll just deep dive right into it. Sorry. So, that's, sorry, not sorry. We're not sorry. We're not. We're not. So one of the first POVs we get is from the Prince of the East, the prince with no name that no one remembers. Uh, so this is the POV from the POE. <laughs> you know, every single time I kept
1: saying it here, I was like – Who the hell is Poe? And then I was like, maybe they meant to write piece of shit like P.O.S. And I was like, who is
0: Poe? Oh,
1: Bridget. (sighs) Completely forgot that, you know, he's Prince of the East. In my head, he's like no name.
0: Yeah. A man has no name. So precious. The boy who will not be named because he can't remember it. Giving very much Dorian's dad vibes, right? Kind of the whole thing has a Dorian feel to it from Throne of Glass. So from his POV, we learn that he's working for Thanos, and he's trying to resurrect him back to life. It's a very, again, very Dorian Havelard situation where when he's collared and the Valg are trying to inflate his memories and turn him into a bad person, and so the Prince of the East doesn't remember his life before when he was working for Thanos. I always want to call him. Thanos, but I'm like, there's an M. So it's Thanos. Yeah, we're struggling as always. So he doesn't remember his life before working for Thanos. After, and it's interesting because all of the elders, I'll call them the elders, isn't the people who have been around for 300 plus years, Colden, Flurry, and Alexis, remember his face. They remember seeing him. They remember going to parties with him, but they are unable to tell him his name or anything like that, which makes me believe there's some kind of magic from Thanos preventing them from spilling that to them. It's clear to us that Thanos is in charge. And it's also clear that the Poe thinks... The Poe. <laughs> he also... The Poe, the Prince of the East, also thinks that he's going to be in charge and that he'll be ruling for the betterment of the land. But do we think that Thanos is actually going to let him do that? No. no. He's a mean motherfucker. He is. And we're not entirely sure what his actual end game is. To be resurrected, Thanos...
1: That's what the book says. Okay, so it's not Thanos. I'm just throwing an extra "n" in there. <laughs> it's because we want to call him
2: Thanos. Yeah, we just made up a new name. My bad, guys. I'm not gonna, Sorry. I'm not gonna lie. Thanamos rolls off the Sounds tongue better more than Thamos. Thamos. Some of these names
1: of the places and stuff like that did just not roll off the tongue. None at of them. All. I, I
0: noted that down. Like for some reason, you God. I mean, we struggle with the pronunciation of a name, but usually I can just get it in my brain and I remember what it is. A lot of these, I just. They weren't sticking in my brain. They weren't rolling off the tongue. Looking at you in Tunan, Like that city they weren't No? Okay. Anyway, so Thamos is. Yeah, we're not sure what his end game actually is because he wants the Prince of the East to bring him back to resurrect him, but like to what end? We're not sure. And this is pretty much the major concern of our, our Scooby gang because they don't know what his end game is, but they just know we have to stop it. So to get to the woods of the gods where Thamos is buried, they need a portalist to get them back in, in and out quickly because it's in Fia Dumera's, Um, she's one of those people that you say her first and last name, like there's, you don't just call her Fia, she's always Fia Dumera, to get them in and out quickly because it's in her lands that are heavily protected and she'll know if he's there. So they say, you know who's a great job for this and who's also been buried for 300 years and probably just like a husk of a human? Oh yeah, it's Fury, the godling, aka flurry aka thamos's daughter so we'll just bring her right back up from the dead and uh she'll get us in and get us out after she like forms back into a human versus just skeletal remains
2: and makes a bargain with the prince of the east
0: yes she makes the bargain with the prince of the east to to come back to life be saved from this pit in order to help him because she's going crazy in there She's a fully sentient skeleton, basically, at that point. So we also learn at some point, not necessarily in this POV, but I just want to get it out there already, that we talked about Thamos being her dad, but Daddy Thamos is the one who broke up Alexis and Flurry. So we learn from a different point in time that Flurry and, like you guys said, Alexis, when they were very young teenagers, had their rune, bonded runes, attached to them and he, against both their wills, had severed it. And again, it was very dramatic. They were chained. It was super painful. And then it did something to their memories, where it didn't make them quite enemies, but it did make them not like when you're in Zodiac Academy when they like reverse mate mating bond. The mate call. What's that one? What's it called? The star. The start. The mates. The Elise mates. There we go. Like, are you guys with me? What's happening here? <laughs> no. I was
1: like, what bond are we talking about?
0: The ruined bond, how it's not like when you are Elysian mates and you reverse the bonds, they become enemies. They just kind of forget what happened.
1: No, I know that part. But I was like, what other, bo-? like the Legion mate bond, it like completely went out in my head.
0: Got it. Out of the series. Well, Gone. now we're back in. So it was very dramatic on that end. Again, we made, this made it sound much easier. We also get the the POV that Colden and, and the Prince of the East have history. Like we said, we're kind of ick about it. I, I want to hate the Prince of the East, but then you can clearly tell he's being manipulated. So, like, do I hate him? I don't know. Maybe I'm sympathetic. It's it's off.
1: I feel bad right now. I don't – I'm just, eh. Like, I know you're not the bad guy anymore, but you're still doing bad guy shit. And you're aware of – you're aware that what you're doing is hurting other people. But you can tell that his, like, view of his plans is – off like he thinks he's uniting the kingdom where everyone else is like are you okay dude so i think that he's
2: actually clearly he might be building up for a redemptive arc absolutely but i don't know how sympathetic i feel towards him yet
1: i think next book will get a lot more because of the reveal that we get at the end of this book
0: yes so let's keep going into the major plot points anything to add from the poe pov from the poe
1: Just that the POE might still be a POS, and we're about to find out.
0: For sure, for sure. Let's get into what happened initially with our group. So like we said, Reyna, Alexis, and the crew have an idea of what the prince with no name is up to, but they need to get there before he can follow up with it. They know he will likely use Colden um, as a pawn against Fia Dumera, given their past as lovers that could not be, like the Romeo and Juliet of this world. So who's in the crew that uh, embarks on this mission? It's Raina and Alexis, obviously. Rowan, the former spy that was in the Prince of the East Army who helped them in book one. Helena. What? Wait, what? Did he call him Rowan? Ronan. Okay. Wait, it did is I say Ronan? Ronan?
1: It, it, yeah, it's, Ronan. it's an H. There's an H in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just saying, I love him.
0: Oh. <laughs> I was <Sorry>. like, what? <laughs> did I miss it up?
1: No, no, no. You one did great. one I felt very strongly about, like. <laughs> I just feel very strongly about him. so. Oh, I'm yeah. I do like
0: him. I like him a lot. Uh, Helena, Reyna's friend from the village, and also Finn's, Finn's sister? sister. Yep. Her sister, Nepheli, and Joran, the Icelandic witch, who plays a much bigger role than we initially thought. Callan, a ruined witch, and then two warriors, Kath and Jaga. We Kalin, think are together. They are together. Okay. We don't really get too much from them. They're just kind of there as, like, extra protection. So they leave Winterhold, which I always wanted to call, like, Winterfell for some reason. And they have to get east to go warn Fia. And basically what comes back is a – imagine traveling all the way to the right and then having to go all the way to the left of the map. So they've got a very long journey ahead of them. And it kind of takes us back through the places that we initially came through in Book 1. So on their village back, on their journey back, they run into Raina's old village – and she runs into her old flame Finn. Now, my sweet baby nephew's name is Finn, so this is not a slight on him. Not all Fins are created equally, but this one's fuckboy Finn. And we know how we feel about him.
1: I don't even think he's a fuckboy. I think he's just a fucking asshole. He's an like immature
0: twat. Yes. And while they're both excited to see each other, she obviously can see the waters and knew he was alive and well. He Mm -hmm. thought she was dead. And he's clearly working through the grief of all that was lost in the village and the grief of losing his sisters, his mom. He thought he lost her. But it was shocking to me how quickly he turned back into an asshole. It was like, oh my God, you're alive. This is wonderful. It's great. And I think, Bridget, you had thrown in the note here what he actually said when he finally got to meet her. So I'll let you say that too. But like he was just – Immediately turned her back into the scared, helpless witch that she was before she came into herself into her power. And she even tries to stand up for herself to be like, I'm not that person anymore. And he's like, shh, they're there. It's okay. I'm here now to protect you. And, and you know he, who, who oh, is real pissed about that? Alexis.
1: So the thing that really bugged me, and Alexis saw it and reacted to it, and she has made comments about this in the past, is where whenever, because we know she's not able to speak, so she uses the sign language, exact sign language, in throughout the book in order to communicate. And so he Finn in the past, in order to kind of shut her up, he grabs her hands. That's equivalent to like putting your hand over someone's mouth in the middle of a conversation. And so she was like, there he goes again, like silencing me. And Alexis, get pissed. And he's like, get your hands off of her, touch her again like that, and you'll have an issue with me. And I was like, that's my man.
0: I know. Love to see him roll in there. And I really enjoyed, we said in the last book too, that He makes it clear that he's with Raina, and she also makes it clear that that is her choice to choose Alexis. Like, yes, we have this history. Yes, I can still care for you as a person and as a human, but I don't love you that way. And I really love that she's not this conflicted, tormented character throughout the rest of the book. She's like, I made my choice. This is my choice. I'm not really going back. And – It's – it was really – it made me like her so much more that she was very firm in her choice.
1: Right. And Finn being Finn, he's a little bitch. So he basically threw a tantrum and he was about to storm off and she says, wait, no, there's war coming. Like, you need to stay with us. Or at least consider like rallying with us and going on our mission. We're going to go meet your family and like kind of tell everybody else what's been going on. And he's like, "No, I won't be there." But he tells her something so specific that I was kind of like, "I would bitch slap you right here, right then." And he's like, "And exactly, what are you, a powerless, powerless village witch, going to do about it?" Ugh. Um, excuse you, this girl has all of her witch markings on display, and straight from, to jail. What,
0: Straight, Straight to Joe.
1: What we know about him? What he could like, you know, throw out some fire,
0: like here uh, and there. You come on.
1: She can heal. She can see. Um,
0: you ain't shit, Finn. You ain't yeah. shit. Not at all. So he's Finn a is bitch. yes. Finn is not on our long. He's not making it to the White choose. Well, he's also dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> he is also no longer with us. Boo hoo.
1: <laughs> I will say, though, I really thought that he was the betrayer originally. Yeah. Because, you know, we talked about that, how maybe um, he was betraying her because he stole the sword or the knife from her. The god knife. And then when he started to be in cahoots with Joran, I was like, oh, yep, here
2: it goes. We're about yep. to find out who is, you know, up to no good. I never thought that he was a traitor. I just – he's he's a boy, He's a boy, and Alexis is a man. Well said. Yes. yes.
0: I thought and- maybe his traitorous came later, and we'll talk about this in the next section, when there's a trap that he unknowingly, although I thought at the time it was knowingly, played a part in, and that was his way of getting back at Alexis, but yep, we'll get to that quickly. Um, we also have Joran, who, again, the salty grump, wanders off to the forest to do what? I'm not sure. But- it, it this, there's two things I want to call out here too. Alexis summons Thamos to try and figure out what his game plan is with the Prince of the East. And there's a very specific village and you can tell that he knows he's done this before. And even Thamos is like, hello, old friend, nice to see you again. Obviously like more villainous than that, but...
1: <laughs> Not the whole good old jolly Saint Nick. Not like, hey,
0: hey, where you been, boy? More like a... There you are, you little bitch. Welcome back. So you can tell he's, they're not happy to see each other. And Alexis really doesn't get more information out of that. But what we get from that is that Reina watches how he is summoned and then uses that to summon Neri. She wants to form a deal to try and get some help. He said he'll try to stop Thamos and he'll help them stop Thamos, but he wants something to return. And she rightfully is like, yeah, I'm going to think about that one for a little bit because this seems like very... A very uneven terms like you just want something for me unspecified and unspecified time we're good here and so that's where that ends but that scenario plays a much larger part and we'll get into that later so next the team travels off to star worth star worth tour again these words do not flow off the tongue in an after way also which is the city of Malgros. Which that I one have- was
1: the easiest one for me, and even that, I was kind of like – I
0: kept to call it Malagros. Like, I just wanted to call L- it mangoes. It is a <laughs> – All valid pronunciations
2: from <laughs> this the group. This.
0: They it Malgros, Malagros is a beautiful city on the coast. We meet Alexis' old friends who helps them, Captain Sahara, and her partner Yasmin. They all stay together at like this beautiful seaside – I don't even want to call it like a – mansion kind of thing, estate i guess is the right word to say it's like an
1: estate with a old lighthouse
0: right like extensive grounds (sighs) it's kind of like i pictured like a seaside cottage if you were like an old-timey millionaire you know you'd have like we're
2: talking like hampton's level there we go hampton's is what
0: i was trying to get at with not being able to think of the location hampton's level home we've got gardens we've got caves we've got lifehouses They're all there. They all stay together, but Finn, because he's so salty about Raina choosing Alexis, is still being a whiny bitch, and he decides he's going to stay somewhere else. And everyone's like, fine. This sets the stage for the trap he unknowingly plays a part in later. Now, there's a whole birth control situation issue happening. So Alexis and Raina cannot quite get it on, get it in. But there are very steamy (laughs) sections happening here.
1: Okay. Okay. I want to say before they got here and before they ran into Finn, they were like hot and heavy literally every single night in that tent. I was like, you get it. You get that D every single night, girl. You stay up late. Do your thing. Um, Because we know they didn't get to that part until the very end of that book last time. They were in their honeymoon stage, yeah. I feel
0: like. And now we're in our – they were in their almost uh, Fifty Shades of Grey stage. We've got some, mm-hmm. like, silk ropes we're using. We got the dirty talk. It was very good. Again, for not quite being able to get it in, it was very good that they got it on. Also, I had to take issue with this one part, and it just it took me right out of it. When there's a mention of a soft brown curl, I'm looking at her soft brown curls, and I was like, look, I don't need to know your lady landscaping in this scene. We can just breeze on past that. Also, oh, lots um, oh. of
2: pink lots of pink centers too yes but beautiful eyes pink center realize... perfect pink center um i'm glad it's so perfect
1: uh not everything's big. just kidding when they got back
2: very fair <laughs>
1: <laughs> um when they got to the the estate and the first thing they do is everyone goes to take a shower and he takes her to the pool Two things I want to call out. One, there was soap and there was tons of soap. And this man made sure to soap up his woman before he went to town on her. Right. And two, they weren't just sitting in a pool of dirty, soapy water. He said that there's an entry point and it flows out yes. into the ocean and it comes in from a stream. And I was like, what? <laughs> Did she listen to our podcast before she wrote this I book? I highlighted because- that
0: because I'm like, I really appreciate the fact that you're calling out that the pool drains, it's clean. <sighs> we're not going to get into shit water the next day or the next person that's just coming to clean is like, what the hell? Who left this mess? She had two types weeks. of
2: soap for hair weeks. and body. <laughs> you know, you know what pulls us out of the fantasy. So you made sure to address it so we stayed in the fantasy. Absolutely. You brought I us back in. in. When I saw the word soap,
1: I got so excited and I almost texted Hilda and I was like, wait, she hasn't gotten to this part yet. <laughs> I don't want to oh, spoil Oh, no, it. but I, I, I clocked the soap. I was like,
2: that's all you have to do. Just be like, there's soap and it drains. That's it.
1: You know, they even referenced throughout the book, like when they were traveling, how like, even though – they didn't have like showers and stuff like that because it was raining so much. They were able to like keep fairly clean and, you know, they would take like clean baths or sponge baths by the water and stuff like that. And I was like, thank you for sharing your hygiene. So I know that when you guys are going down on each other, it's not just the swampy,
0: musty horse swamp ass. Yeah. Horse smelling pussy. You know what I mean? Like this was this is better.
1: I feel like this is becoming a reoccurring segment in each episode. Like, <laughs> let's talk about the hygiene of these.
0: How clean are we scenes. when we're there? Hygiene is important, y'all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because too, then like their fingers are going places, and you're like, how clean yeah. is your hand actually? It's not clean at all. No, so, I do. So you,
1: oh, there was this one scene. It's a new TI it, way to happen. The, um, the guys' guts explode or something, and they were there yeah. and it cleaned off, and then they got like down in the dirty you and know, I so was like. I know you guys rinsed off in the stream, but I still feel like there's someone's blood all up in you.
0: Which she did also. She was like, I really hope like a finger bone is not still tied up in my hair. Ugh. So a couple important things happen here that we need to talk about. One, we learned that Raina and her sister Nephili were actually born here. Originally, they thought they were born in the valley in the Northlands, the Northernlands. But their, ma- their mother was actually from the Summerlands. And trained with the mages there. She hid this from them, but this explains why she was such a powerful witch when we met her in book one. They also, Reyna unlocks a hidden memory of how her father got the god knife and it washed up basically on the beach when they were playing. And I was like, this is like how Moana found the stone. I thought <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> the heart of the Moana. <laughs> yes. Uh, so it was just kind of funny to me how that came to be the god knife washes up and her dad's like not you i didn't want it to be you and like keeps throwing it back and it keeps floating back in and you're like there's so much more to unpack there why the dad like immediately knew why it was knew what it was why he was so upset and i think maybe in book three four we'll get into his keeper status and what that actually meant we also as we're getting those bombs we also have the gang trying to figure out how the prince of the east got his entire army through one of these strongholds at Milagros. And they assume that it had to be helped from the very top. And so Alexis starts going through and working his former spy system to figure out who is the traitors here. Who can they trust? Who can they not trust? As they have to seek passage on a ship and get get their asses over to Fia Dumira's land. So um, as they're doing this, they get followed on some tip-offs. And Alexis uses his power to explode some chests. Like, really just, like, blows them up and guts get everywhere. And I really – again, I highlighted this. The very eloquent reaction from Ronan where he says, what the fucking fuck? What the fuck? What the fucking fuck? And, like, that is, I feel like, the most accurate representation to anyone using their power in an unexpected way in any of the books we've read. And I just really appreciated his shock. Also later – well, I'll get to that part later. So – all of that is happening. The heat is starting to come in for them as they try to figure this out. Again, we talked about how they're waiting for their birth control to kick in. And we're like, ooh, we're get- they're like, two more days. One more day. Tonight's the night. This big dramatic plus crescendo up into their night where they're going to get it on. And he takes her out into the the garden of all places. Like- oh, no. They get
1: dressed up, right? And he she's wearing a dress in the color that he likes. And she's wearing
0: specific
1: undergarments for him. Like lacy little things. We're
0: really building this up.
1: She does all the things. They do all the things. There's wine. There's food. Like wine and time. And And now – we get to the garden and we're going at it. And then they get interrupted.
0: Ugh, and I knew that was going to happen. And I was so worried. I'm like, they're really building this up. And I don't feel like we're going to get the payoff. And we got actual blue balls from that.
1: because. And even when it was starting to happen, I was like, this seems too good to be true. And I knew that it wasn't going to finish. Uh-huh. But then also I was like, shit's about to hit the fan. Shit is about to hit the fan.
0: Just about to hit the fan. So what happens? Well, he gets tipped tip off that he needs to go immediately to this party to source – and confront the admiral that they think is behind all of this. So Ronan and Rowan. Oh wait, and- before that,
1: Yasmin comes and tells him that how like the guy who's supposed to be smuggling them into the Summerlands is here for the meeting because they've been tracking him down. He goes to the meeting. They talk about the logistics. So it's been like an hour past. Reyna has fallen asleep in bed. And then when he's talking to the smuggler, the guy says, "Oh, actually, I'm off to you know this guy's party and." Then Alexis is like, what are you talking about? That's tomorrow. And then he realizes it's tonight. And then he's like, let's go. Ronan, let's go. We're going.
0: So they head off into the night. Raina, as you mentioned, was asleep. She wakes up and she's like, what the hell happened here? Helena actually ended up waking her up because she's like, hey, Rowan's gone too. So like, what happened here? Ronan's gone. So what happened here? We got to go chase after them. They're up to no good. So as they're – Sauntering through the city with their weapons, they run into Finn, who's just like casually jogging over to them. He's like, "Hey, I have an informant that I drunkenly met at the bar where I'm staying, and he knows all the information when you guys have been looking for. You guys should come." And she's, they're like, "Absolutely, we should go find this out." So the two of them, Alexis and Hell, and Ronan, and I'm sorry, reina and Helena, and Alexis and Ronan, both go off into traps um, that were set up for them by General Vex who is working for the Prince of the East. Major fuck that guy vibes. Alexis and Rowan barely make it out alive after Vex lets it it slip that. Reyna has also walked into a trap of his own making. And through the rune, he feels that she is in immediate danger. So what happens is the informant that they thought actually is a powerful sorcerer. And they torture her by starting to burn off and reverse magically the rune that he had put into her. So this is all that we talked about before.
1: Finn is there and because he was the one that led them to the meeting. And Helena goes downstairs to, like, find something that they needed. And so the guy takes that opportunity to attack them and slits his throat. So Finn is dying on the floor.
0: Right. It's really – it's a very intense scene to read because Reina is bonded, unbonded, un – you know. Well, she gets stabbed right. by this dude, Gavril. There's a fight. Finn's bleeding out. Helena can't get in the room. It's very chaotic. It's very dramatic. Finn ends up surviving thanks to uh, Raina's healing powers, but is obviously very under the weather from that. She is very distressed and confused with her bond partially removed. Like we said, it's this weird murky mix of like she goes back in time to when she had those very intense feelings of hatred, but then the feelings of love are slowly sleeping in slipping in but she doesn't really know what to believe or how to believe and he's just very turned off by being near alexis which is very distressful considering that they were so hot and heavy and in love before i want to
1: say too when he she was getting the rune ripped out of her essentially it was affecting him on his end of the bond as well and he was in pain and agony, so he couldn't really do much more than try to save her with his little trap because he went there to kill vex
0: Ultimately, kind of the team decides we have to move on. We are running out of time before they are able to get Flurry slash Fury back up to speed and portaled into the gods grove where uh Thamos's bones are buried. So Finn stays behind a heel, everyone moves off. Um, they are smuggled into the Summerlands after being heavily aided by Joran. Now it's very suspicious that he's being suddenly so nice and he's so helpful by commandeering them a boat from someone who said previously I can't do it and got them a crew from previously a no crew that they wouldn't have had and also gave them favorable conditions to sail and escape the fleet looking for them. So by and large, this was a very large task that he seemingly pulled off seamlessly and they're like, "What have you been holding out this whole time? Like how powerful are you? It's a little weird. So this is where I was like, why –
1: the fog. The fog was the first tip-off hair for me that he was more than what we thought he was initially. Cause it was that thick fog before Neri was kind of like tracking them throughout their entire journey. And then Neri kind of disappeared. And when they went hunting for food, Joran and um Finn was with Alexis and they found like a a whole bunch of like animals within the Northland um who usually attack people if they see them and They ended up just like sacrificing themselves for their little group of people for the Scooby Doo gang. And he had made some comment about how, oh, well, I prayed to Neri and Neri provided because, you know, he wants us to get where we are. And I was like, that's a little suspicious. And Finn was like, yeah, because, you know, Finn's like a big Neri lover. Like he's worshipped him all his life. So I was like, that's off. Then, they get on the boat and it's all of this fog and we know that fog, we have seen Neri use that throughout when they were traveling because he was able to give them, like the frost and the fog and all that stuff. And I was like, red flag. Oh
2: yeah, well, there were a,
0: a lot of flags. Go ahead, the, Elda.
2: What I, What I liked was that like Nephili confronts him about it. She's like, you're just supposed to be a water witch. Why is there fog? And he was like, well, you know, fog's just water. Have you um, ever heard of mist? And so I thought... The clues were coming in. I had already seen your note, Caitlin, before all these clues were coming in. But I was like, no, she's right. She's absolutely right. You know what
1: kept tipping me off, too, is that he kept calling her witch. But then when he was like, oh, I scented you and I, sm- I smelt your arousal and I marked you as like something. And I was like, when did he suddenly get this really good sense of smell? It's almost like he's a and she had said, oh, you're like a hound or something. And I was like, or a wolf.
0: I don't know hello, anyone there? Yeah, and he's like, hey, babe, I brought you a gift. And it's like a chopped off head of like the sorcerer that did this to her sister. And everyone's like, how did you pull this off? Like the two of them could barely made it out alive and you just scrolled oh, in um, there.
1: Why can't I remember his name? Yeah. I don't think it was a sorcerer. Yeah. It, was the, it was the commander of the... It was the
0: admiral. The admiral, the admiral. right. The admiral. one that they suspect suspected of being in cahoots actually wasn't cahoots. So, yes. Very suspect of Jorin and all this. So throughout this Alexis is continuing to try and win back his girl, try to slow start with her because she's very turned off by him. We meet the smuggler Elena, Olena who tries to help them get into the city. They actually don't get very far at all before one of the Afia Jumera's dread viper guards recognizes which is like a bad stroke of luck at this point. Recognizes the forge name on Raina's travel papers and he's like, oh, "I met you on a one-night stand. You're even more beautiful in person." And everyone's like, oh, ha, 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 look at me. And he gets – the guard gets very handsy with Reyna and eventually Nephili as well, uh, where the group kind of has it kind of under control. Like, we're going to spin this. It's going to be fine. But Joran, because he's very protective of Nephili all of a sudden, from across the bazaar, this very busy bazaar, throws a hatchet at the guards and launches it in his chest for touching Nephili. And it turns this minor issue into a major kerfuffle because he's very protective of her. And he's just like, what? I didn't want her touching her. And it was like, seriously, man? So and he looks
1: at Alexis. He's like, don't tell me you would not have done the same thing. And he's like, I was letting her get groped up right next to me.
0: What do you want from me? I had it in control, dude. So again, major kerfuffle. Raina, things are not going great for them. She grabs Alexis's hand. And this whole time she's kind of, we didn't really talk about it, but she's kind of dealing with this abyss that we're not quite sure what it is and she decides to dive into this abyss which portals her from one spot to another spot so essentially the way this works is she has to picture or has to see the place she needs to go and then she can picture in her mind and get there it's a very rough travel so everyone lands and like there's a sword through his leg or his arm because alexis lands and it's like not great. A Dread Viper was there with them, and he came along for the ride. So after all that, Alexis is taken in the brawl. The Dread Viper brings him back. The gang launches a mission after getting back with Rena and picking her up from where they were dropped off. They launched a mission to get him back, which they do. And sort of with after the help that- of Nary. With the help of With the very important- He played a very important role in getting them out there. Well, um, I think he's at
1: the time. Yeah, Jordan.
0: yes. Long story short, they get- Alexis back. Reyna and Alexis are kind of back in love again. But the major plot point that happens here is all of our suspicious red flags that we've had up to this point. We get the confir- confirmation that Neri is basically wearing a Joran suit and is like, hey, it's been me this whole time. And at first, definitely is outraged. And he's like, what do you mean, why have I been helping you? I helped you with the rain. I helped you get food. I told that deer to sacrifice itself. I brought in the fog. I killed that guy's chopped off his head for you I convinced a whole boat like I saved you when you were drowning we had to swim to shore and she's like oh oh you actually have been helping so she's very conflicted about these feelings she's been having toward him and also now that she's sort of gotten played by a god who's sort of on their side but everyone's very suspicious of why he is on their side so all that to say the gang again continues on their journey they finally make it to the city of ruin and this brings us to the ending of this book now again i said it before we're in fia jumero's land she's a first and last name galley we're saying the whole name every time we say it the is received a warm welcome from her she remembers alexis she seems very queenly Everything's very nice in the city. It's very beautiful. It's shocking to them of how many people there are. They barely have a chance to fill her in on what they know. Thamos is back. He's trying to resurrect her. We think they have fury. Uh, the Prince of the East is coming for everyone. Like, he could be here now. And she's like, oh, shit, this is bad. This is real bad. And Yeah, you think it's real, real bad. We barely have a chance for them to tell her what's happening um, before mm-hmm. Thamos is revealed and he's in the God's Grove, or not Thanos. I'm sorry, the Prince of the East is here. He's in the God's Grove. It's also kind of funny how that news is delivered. You have nepheli running to get the gang, who is present at like a beautiful wedding ceremony they're randomly invited to. Who knows? these people are getting married. They were just there crashing. And behind her is Neri without his Joran suit, just running in his like half wolf claw hand form. And everyone's like, oh shit, it's you. Because remember, Neri cursed. Thea and Colden, so they couldn't be together. He gave them power. Now, at this point, he didn't make an accurate point where he's like, Did I curse you or did I help you by giving you extreme power and you extreme power and immortality? No one's like, Okay, that's you're making a point, but we're still really pissed about it. So, I'm not actually going to take that into consideration yet. So, shit is hitting the fan. We have to get to the God Forest, God's Grove to stop them. You know, vex is there because he's back with the Prince of the East. And he's been carrying a head on a spike with him everywhere, as one does, like a purse, basically. And through looking through the waters, Reyna has seen this head, but it's like grotesque. It's like attached to the bow of the ship on its journey over. And she's like, that's weird. That's weird. She finally gets a good look when they run into each other at the god forest. And she sees that it's Finn's head on a spike. Because this entire time, she's been trying to find him in the waters, and she couldn't. And so now we know why she couldn't. She's pissed about it. I'm not.
2: So the one thing I will say is that how did this happen? Because right. Finn was still recovering and he was with Yasmin. Um, Yasmin. Yasmin in their super enclosed, heavily guarded estate. So did this motherfucker have like a moment of hubris and be like, um, I'm going to go walk around town. And then he got captured.
1: I have no clue, but. I think she – remember. I remember her saying that when she was looking at the waters for Yasmin that after a while she was like full on just constantly sobbing. And I think that's when I was like, oh, Finn must be dead.
0: Yeah. I think it was Mir- Mary. I think her name was. Mary?
1: Mari Mari. Yeah. Mari. Mari.
0: Thank you. the maid, the housemaid that was there for uh, – working for Sahara and Yasmin – who helped the gang? She met Alexis. They're like, "Oh, we can trust her." And then Mari had a special interest in Finn, and I just feel like she's the one who might have let it slip, or maybe, again, intentionally not intentionally, let it out where Finn was, and maybe that's how he got killed. I don't know. I didn't like him that much before, so I'm not entirely like devastated by his death. It just seems like a rough. Oh, way I'm to not go. devastated. I just, I
1: thought.
2: just want to know what happened because right. I want to know how he ended up in in the spot. Mostly because of yasmin of well i'm calling her yasmin mostly because of her because of zahara
0: right i I don't want her to be the traitor i really don't want like yasmin to be like i had to give him up to protect you kind of vibe which would make me a little sad for her um long story short they get thamos's bones to resurrection they dig him up arena is in such a rage at discovering that it is finn's head on that spike That she burns uses all of her firepower to burn the fuck out of X, and incidentally, accidentally also sets fire to the forest. Now, when I saw that, I was like, "Hmm, there's a lot of trees here. Of all the gods that are buried here, is this going to affect that?" So that was my concern there, Uh, which yet seems to be unknown as to what the larger effects of that. Just like it's not a good, not a good thing. Flurry had risked whisked the prince of the east. And her dad's bones away as Prince of These commanded. And she ends up coming back to try and save and portal uh, Raina away because she's trapped in the burning forest. Now, she takes her away and she's like, do you trust me? And she's like, of course, like kind of, sort of. And they like hold hands and then they're poof in a portal. Now, sometime in this portal, we're not quite sure how this works because it's different magic than how Reina does it. But they let go of hands. And it's sort of like, I guess, like they're spinning out in different directions wherever they're traveling, like time traveling, I guess. I'm curious to know your thoughts if you think this was intentional or not intentional, because Flory does seem to have sort of like a omniscient, I know what's going to happen vibe to her. So we can talk talk about that. Um, but what ends up happening is Reyna is sent back in time basically 300 years ago to the old village, not the old village, but the old temple Where Alexis previously worked as a spy and an assassin in his villain era of life and where he is very much not the nice kind man we know now. He's very evil and working for the king and the prince we find out Um, and he doesn't know her. Obviously, because this is three hundred years in the past. Also, important thing we find out is when she arrives on these doorsteps and she's kind of putting it back together. Like I've seen this, I've seen this in his dreams, and we were connected and bonded. But how could I be here? Why does it look so nice? She runs into, or she's brought the guards bring her to the Prince of the East in his pre-Rasputin times, where he is just a Prince of the East. We learn his name is Elias. We learn that he is the son of the king of the... of King Garahan? Yeah, or King Prince, or... the king of the east. And he has not quite been turned into the crazy, power-hungry person working for Thanos that we know currently. He sends her away to the dungeons, basically, and she runs into Alexis there. And this is, again, pre... I think his bond with... No, this is, must be after his bond with Flurry. But he doesn't know her. He doesn't remember her at all. He immediately throws her in jail. and. That's
2: where it ends. I had one question because I read this really quickly. So did I. So the Prince of the East or Thamos wanted the Prince of the East to kill Colden, spill his blood because that would accelerate his coming back mm-hmm. into corporeal form. But the Prince
0: of the East refused
2: to do that, right? Colden is yeah. still alive. Okay.
0: I'm glad you called that out because I skipped on over that. So that's kind of the big turning point, should we say, maybe in the Prince of the East is mental slaveness. And I mean that in saying the entire time colden has been held captive, he's sort of being like, remember how good we were. I remember how you were before. I remember how we were before. And he's trying to break down the barriers of the hold that Thamos has on him. So when, and we can kind of sort of feel like it may be working. And then when Thamos orders him to, Make cold in the sacrifice and kill him. We see the prince of the east resist that, and it's like I can't, I can't do that.
1: But then, who does he use for the blood to resurrect him?
0: I don't think he does, because Raina loses her shit about Vex, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta get out of here. We'll deal with this later." And yeah, then and so they all portaled out.
2: Yeah, that's when Flurry portaled them out. Then, okay, yeah,
0: so no blood was spilled yet. So I think Fury
1: Flurry went back to meet her to, I think this was her way of trying to change the outcomes that she knew was going to happen because she has some sort of insight into how the events play out and she's not able to tell anybody anything. So I think this was her only way to do it. Now, do I intentionally think that she left her there by herself? No, I think she was trying to go back there with her.
0: So it's interesting to me because she alludes to being like, I I remember her. I know her. I can't leave her behind. But she hasn't met her at this point. So how would she have? Because 300 years ago, Fury was alive. Um, and also Alexis foreshadows or I guess reveals like, I feel like I've known you all my life. I feel like I've been connected for you all my life. Which would make sense for him to say to her if he did meet her in another time. Years ago. Right. Um, but for some reason, they don't remember.
2: So time travel has entered the equation. Time travel always fucks with my brain. Me yes. too.
0: And I can say I did not see that But coming. I'm so excited yes I am
2: excited yes don't ask me to explain it but I'm excited
0: can't explain the magic won't even attempt just gonna say did not see that coming that was a really good plot twist on their part and I immediately was like where's the next book I need to ha- I need to know the answer to this and I don't feel like I've done that in a while for the series that we've read where I'm like immediately next and then I well, realized
1: that the next one is the novella and we still have to wait till November
0: yeah well, the next one is going to be Smut. Smut,
2: Smut, 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 Smut,
0: I did hot see her post on her Instagram sex. where it was like, she posted this chili pepper. I think we talked about yeah. this last one. Where it's like how many spices there are. And this one was like a four or five chili peppers. So I'm like, who's it going to be? Is it the fiery, hot, crazy hate sex we get from Nephili and Neri Well,
1: the name of it is the witch and the
2: wolf or the wolf and the witch.
0: Cannot wait. I'm really hoping this delivers. I'm really hope. Yes. I'm – i it's a solid track history. Like this is an upward trajectory of it's going to get even better and I am here for it as I said earlier. Well guys, we just walked you through our new favorite of the summer. Summer? Are we in fall yet? The new favorite of us for us. In- you guys, you know
1: I still think it's like July. I'm out here putting out dates like 710. <laughs> On the Instagram, you saw that. I apologize.
0: Bridget put out in the Instagram, she's like, it's on sale through 710. And was like, it's 910? Like, time travel. Again, we're just <laughs> – we're, we're in this we book also, too much.
2: We also time travel. We did.
0: We'd love to hear from you guys if you have started this book after hearing the podcast and are you going along with us. We heard from some of you in our DMs that you hadn't heard about it. You're starting it with us. So we're so excited to hear your journey, your thoughts, your feelings. Did you love it as much as us? Are we just like over the moon? Is this like a honeymoon stage? Or are we just overly? Have we dated a bunch of bad guys and now we're suddenly realizing like how good we can have it? I'm not sure, but we want to hear from you. So you can always find us at Book Made Me Underscore Pod on TikTok or Instagram and slide into our DMs. Hilda will be there. With the quickest thumbs in all the land to answer you. Because she always gets to it faster than Bridget and I do. But we do make it a point to tell you who you're talking to so you know. (laughs) Like, did you get Bridget? Did you get Caitlin? Did you get Hilda? But you can head on over there. You can find us at booktalkmimi underscore pod. Um, And of course, you can always engage with us on Spotify with our question of the week. Or give us a rating and review, which we would love and appreciate always. So from us here tonight, we bid you good night. And happy reading for the next book.
2: Bye. Bye.